Second Chronicles chapter 4. You probably not going to like, what in the world is he talking about? What is he talking about? Second Chronicles chapter 4. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's something else. Now, now here in Second Chronicles, if you're not careful when you read the Bible, you may think that something you just read really don't have anything to do or meaning to you. And say, what in the world can I get out of this? What can, I, what, what can this help me today? But Paul said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. You're going to read some things sometimes that makes no sense to you. It, it just, you're just going to scratch your head. And then say, how in the world can that be profitable? How, how can that benefit me? How can that make me a better child of God if I don't understand what they're talking about? But if you give me just a few minutes tonight, I'm going to show you when you read something, there's some stuff in it that you need to get a hold of. God, God, God's got stuff in His words. You read it. He, it's going to set you up. It's going to give you some benefits. So here in Second Chronicles, uh, uh, Solomon is, is constructing the temple to the glory of God. And the Bible has given us all these specifications on how he's supposed to do this and how he's supposed to build this and, and all the things that's supposed to happen in the temple. And the Bible speaks of the artifacts that will be placed into the temple that Solomon made for the glory of God. Now, if you look at the uh, look at your scriptures, Second Chronicles chapter four, uh, verse number two. Let's start at verse number two. Also, he made a molten sea of ten cubits. Now, the cubits, you know, is about eighteen inches from breast. That's ten cubits, so it's, it's a pretty big thing. Ten cubits from brim to brim, around. In compass and five cubits in height thereof, and line of thirty cubits did compass it around about. And under it was a similitude of oxen, and, did, and which did compass it around about, ten in a cubic, passing the sea around about. Two rows of oxen were cast where it was cast. It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking towards the north, and three looking towards the west, and three looking towards the south, and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set above them, all their hinder parts were inward. And the thickness of it was a hand breadth, and the brim of it was like uh, the work of the brim of a cup with flowers of lilies. And it received and held 3,000 in baths. He made also ten lavens, and put five on the right hand and five on the left hand to wash in them such things that they offered for the burnt offering. They washed in them by the sea was the priest. To wash in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight. We just thank you for your words. We have ask you, Lord, just open our hearts and minds that we see the message you stand in and we need stand in need of, Father. We'll just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse number 15 says, One sea and twelve oxen under it. One sea and twelve oxen under it. Now, I know you just I just read to you and them scriptures that just jumped right at you. You got it. So I've got this. I know this is going to benefit me. I've got it. It's all I know. It's going to help me. 
No, you're just like me. I read that and scratched my head. What in the world is this stuff talking about? First of all, I had to get a picture of what he was building. Did, that, did these scriptures describe what he was building to a T that you put it, that you got it in your mind? Well, if you ain't, here it is. Here it is. This is exactly what we just read about right here. If you want to pass this thing around, you take a look at it. But it's exactly what we just read about. And I know it'll help you. This, this, uh, I read this over and over and I thought about it. It's, it's some boring reading. Some boring reading. And you just read it and, uh, and you wonder how in the world this huge bowl, basically what he's talking about, this brazen, vast, molten bowl that Solomon has constructed that holds all this water. And in a, this big, huge bowl sets up top 12 uh, brass oxen and there are 10 spigots on one side and 10 on the other side that goes out to Laban's, these places where they wash, and, and five on the other side to wash. And I know that you're thinking, hey, what in the world... Are you preaching on? What in the world can this help me out? What in the world can I get out of this? Well, I got to reading about the oxen. I got to reading about the oxen. Then it's starting to do something in my heart when I start reading about the oxen. You know, if you study the oxen in the Bible, you'll find the oxen are pictures of two different things tonight. They are the picture of a pastor or a preacher tonight. And on, the, uh, on one side it, with the, is the other one is the, a picture of God's people. And you, you may say, preacher, I don't like being called an ox. I, I, I've been said I, I, I'm uh, dumb as an ox and I'm strong as an ox, but I just don't like being called an ox. You know what the Bible said about what I do? I'm, I'm a profession. I, I make proclaim. Uh, I, I Proclaim the name of Jesus. And the Bible said in, in, in 1 Corinthians, and I think it was over in 1 Timothy, uh, that thou shalt not muzzle the ox that threadeth on a corn. In, in other words, is I, I'm an old ox, and, I, and I'm hooked up to the gospel plow, and I'm supposed to uh, plow through the corn. I'm supposed to give you what God has given me. That, that's what the oxen is. The oxen is something that carries the burden. The oxen is something that carries the load, and, and it's supposed to provide something. Here, the oxen here are providing something, and that's what God says about a preacher. A preacher is a proclaimer. He proclaims it, and I ain't supposed to lift up. Up, uh, the word of God and, 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 pro, and proclaim the name of Jesus and to the people of this world. And you say, well, I can understand that, but what about us? Well, you're the same thing. You may not be a pastor, you may not be an evangelist, but we all are called to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We're all the call to lift up the name of Jesus Christ, and that's what these actions do. Amen. They're lifting up the sea. So when I found out the oxen, not only a picture of myself, but they're a picture of you, uh, uh, we're yoked up under the uh, God, and then something started to happen in my heart when I began to look at these things. When I began to look at this picture, when I found this picture, I, I started looking at it. 
And I, I said, this picture, these oxens are pictures as a picture of a Christian today. And I, I just want to take a few minutes to highlight some truths about these oxens that you and I should be just like. This relative to you and I as Christians that we should do what these oxens here are doing. And that's to hold up the, the water. There's not much good about you and I. There's not much good about you and I. The Bible even likened us to sheep. Calls a sheep. And you know a sheep is a, a, a prone to wonder. They're not intelligent. To, the Bible likens us to sheep. But thank God we're yoked up to a master. Thank God he's going to uh, go do something in our lives. He's yoked up to us and we're yoked up to him that uh, he's going to use us. If you get yoked up to God, God can use you for great glory if you just let him yoke up to you. I want to show you the job of these oxen just for a little bit. The occupation of these oxen here. We, we see the duty of the oxen. You see the job of these 12 oxen. Their duty, the Bible said, uh, this molten sea in verse number 4, it stood upon 12 oxen. You know what the sea, the, the water is, that sea? Do you, do you know what the water is used for according to the text? It's, according for, it's used for cleansing. It's used for washing. It's used for purification. You know that's my job tonight. It is the same way. It's, it, my job is to hold up the water. My job is to hold up the, the master of the word of God. Uh, uh, my job is to proclaim. Uh, and, and Jesus said, I am the water of life. Uh, and, and if my job is to hold up like the oxen, to hold up this molten brass sea, uh, it says uh, my job is to take and help hold Jesus and his word. Uh, and I'm, I'm supposed to proclaim this. I am an ox and I'm yoked up to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I am to go forward to holding up the, uh, the sea, holding up the Jesus Christ in God tonight. But it's not just my job, it's also your job. Like I said, you might not be a preacher, you may not be evangelist, but we all yoked up to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We all call to proclaim the word of God. We all call to uh, do, uh, do what our duty of the oxen it is, and that's to uh, hold up the water. You're, you're, you're to take the water of God that you're yoked up. You'll take it with you to your school. You'll take it with you to your job. You'll take it with you to your family and, and proclaim the name of Jesus because you are a child of God and it is our job to lift up God in this world today. And it's your job to hold him up just as high as you possibly can. Amen. So that the people that are, are thirsty, so the people that are, have been in this world uh, and, the, and the world has taken everything from them, took an item and left them dry and left them without peace, left them without joy, and they're looking for something. They're looking for somebody that's holding up something that they can get a hold of. You're to hold up this water. 
You know what the Bible said in Proverbs 25? As cold water to the thirsty soul, so is the good news from a far country. It's good news when somebody has uh, get, be able to see this water. You and I have this cold water that we're lifting up. You and I have this uh, word uh, of life. You and I have the uh, God that we're lifting up. You're, you and I are holding up the, the water of life and people are looking for it. And there are thirsty souls that need to drink from the water of life. Jesus said, I am the water of life. We're to lift up this water, as these 12 oxen that holds this uh, 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 brazen uh, sea, molted sea, uh, they're lifting it up so everybody can see, everybody can see that they're holding it up. And you and I should be an oxen tonight that we lift up and uplift Jesus in this world. And let me just say this, we're living in a time that we need to lift him up higher and higher every day. If you just look at the news, look, look what's going on in this world tonight, you say, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but let me tell you what. If we start lifting up and holding Jesus up, uh, you'll watch what can happen because he can change things. Uh, this world got to, everything's going on, but God is still in control. But God said, I, I need my people to hold me up. I, I need my people to lift me up. And that's what we need to start doing. Be like the oxen and carry that load high. Amen. We, we see their job is to lift up this brazen bowl. Also, we see their directions. You see this. You see that. It stood upon 12 oxen. Three looking to the north. Three looking to the west. Three looking to the south. And three looking to the east. So what does that tell you? What does that say? Well, it tells me. If you read in Mark chapter 16, Jesus said before he left this world, said, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You see where the people are, are holding up the water in the world, these oxen are facing every direction. We're to go out in every direction. We're to, we're to go to this way, we're to go that way. We're, we're supposed to go out in all the world. The oxen are facing every direction. That is our job, is to go right, here, right there, we are supposed to go out everywhere. When I, you know, our biggest problem is that we think, hey, uh, I, I, I'm here and I can't do anything. I don't talk much about this, but uh, I'm glad we support missionaries. I'm glad we support those uh, that go out. Uh, we all can't be at these places. I can't go to over the seas. I, I can't go to these foreign countries. But thank God we can support those that go. Uh, we can lift them up uh, and, and we can pray for them. Uh, we can give them our support. And that's what we should do. We should support them. We all can't be missionaries. We all can't be evangelists. But we can support those that God has called and lift them up so they can proclaim the name of Jesus in this world tonight. Jesus said you shall receive power and after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the othermost parts of the earth. That means we go north, that means we go south, that means we go east, that means we go west, we go out everywhere. 
included in this direction they're facing. Not only do they hold up the water, but we are, we are to go to all parts of the world. And watch what the Bible said in the last part of chapter, uh, verse 4. And the sea set upon them, and on all their hinder parts were inner. You know what that tells me? I got to looking at that. You're right. I took that picture and I said, you're right. All the hinder parts are inward. They're all one three facing north, three facing south, three facing east, three facing... And the hinder parts on the inside. You know what that tells me? That tells me they cannot back up. They can't go backwards. They can't move backwards because I'll go. That tells me, child of God, uh, that we're to always be going forward. Uh, a child of God is not supposed to back up. Uh, we're, not, we're not supposed to throw in the white towel. Uh, we're not supposed to go forward. Uh, and the Bible said, you know what? If you get over Ephesians and study the, uh, the whole armor of God, the, the armor of God, there's not one thing that's mentioned in there about covering your backside. Amen. What's that trying to tell you? God's people are always supposed to be going forward. Uh, we're not to look back. Uh, Bible said, man, take a hold of plow and look back. It's not fit for the kingdom of God. We're never to go backwards. We're not supposed to stand around and try to turn and run. Uh, we're always supposed to go forward. These hinder parts we're facing, they couldn't go no which way direction but forward. And that's what we need to do. We, we need to start moving forward. I, I, I find sometimes churches get this little law. They just get in this, uh, well, I done done all I can do. I'll just sit here and bide my time. And if everybody gets that mindset in church, then we're just sitting here waiting for God to come back. We're not going out glorifying him. We're not lifting him up. We're just sitting and waiting until Jesus comes back, take us to the glory land. But Jesus said, hey, you're to be moving forward constantly. We're to be moving forward. A lot of us have turned around and run in defeat. But Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. It's not our job to turn around. It's not our job to run. Anybody have seen Joel seen when a Larry Keene interviewed him a few years ago. I, 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 these modern day preachers, I really, I, I have a problem with them. I have a problem with them. You know, you know he, he interviewed Joel Osteen. He was talking about him. He was talking about this modern day preacher. And, and he asked this question, point blank, looked at him and asked him a question. And I'm amazed when he asked this question, and I'm even more amazed of the answer that was given to him by this modern-day preacher. And he, uh, 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 he looked at him and says, Is it true that Jesus is the only way to heaven? I can answer that one. <laughs> what do you think good old Joel Osteen said? Well, Larry. I really can't say that. He, he is the only way for me, but he might not be the only way for other people. What? 
I mean, that's not what the Bible did. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. There's no man coming to the Father except by me. There is not another way. And here this man has the opportunity and the chance to proclaim the name of Jesus to the entire world. Well, no, I, I, he, he, he's the way for me, but I don't, he might not be the way for other people. Yeah, he is. The only way that you can get to the heaven is to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And if you say there's another way, then something that is wrong with you. I don't like these modern day preachers today. They downplay everything. We need some more preachers that's going to be these old oxen preachers. Get up and start preaching this hellfire damnation. Hey, Jesus is the only way and you can't get there no other way but by Jesus Christ. Amen. We see the duty of the oxen to hold up and lift up. We see the, uh, the directions we are, to, we are to move forward. These are, we're talking about Christian people. We are to move forward. And we are to lift up the, uh, the, this water. We're lift, lifting up Jesus Christ and God. But we see the dispensing of the oxen. Look how the water is dispensed. Verse number 6. He, he made also ten lavens. These are washing stations. And put five on the right hand and five on the left hand to wash in them such things as it offered for the burnt offering. And they washed in them. Do you realize a common man can't get into the water up here? He couldn't get into the water up there. It, it, it's too high. It stood too high. The only one to get there could be was the priest. But the average common man could not get there. So the water of the sea was too high. God brought a way down. So how did he get that water? How did the water get down from this high place? How did the water get down? He put lavens down there. He put spigots down there. We're going to dispense the water through the five lavens on either side. Do you know the meaning of the number five in the Bible? Grace. Grace. How did the water get down to you and I? By God's grace. How to the water comes down to you is by the gracious God that we have. He brings the water down through Jesus Christ. It is by the grace of God that he brings the water to you and I that we can wash and purify ourselves and get cleansed. It's not about something I can do. It's nothing that you can do. It takes God's grace to bring the water down to you and I. And let me just say this. I like to get up under the spigot. I like to get washed. I like to get clean. I like to get purified. I can't do it on myself. I can't get up that high. I'm not good enough. But thank God by his grace, he brought it down to me where I'm at and said, here you go. Take the water and drink of it freely. Praise God. Amen. I didn't get the mercy of God because I was good. Lord, no. I got it through His grace. I don't have a Bible in my hand tonight because I'm worth it. 
I got it because of his graciousness. I'm not saved and cleansed tonight because I deserve it. I'm saved and cleansed because God is merciful and full of grace tonight. He dispenses the water to us through the medium of his grace tonight. We see the duty of the oxen. We see the direction of the oxen. We see the dispensing of the oxen, but we see the destruction of the oxen. These oxen end up getting destroyed. They end up getting destroyed. Look at 2 Kings chapter 16, verse number 17. There's a wicked king, Ahaz. Wicked king. He's just fallen in the footsteps of those that were before him. Verse 17, Ahaz and King Ahaz cut off the borders of the basins and removed the laven all from them and took down the sea from off top the brazen oxen that they were under it and put it upon the pavement of the stones. You see what he does? You see what he does? He takes the sea off the back of the oxen and said, we don't need them anymore and just let it down. Put it down where everybody can get to it now. You know, in these dark days that we're living, everybody won't, don't want to, uh, uh, mankind, don't want these preachers today to preach the way some preachers preach. They, they're trying to get rid of the old-time preachers, the old oxen preachers. They don't like it when the, uh, the old plowing preacher uh, starts preaching and plowing into your life and your sin that's going on in your life. They don't like it. They like some of these people to sit back and tell you everything is good. Uh, they want the water down where they can get a hold of them and say, hey, I can interpret it my way. I can get to it my way. I don't take any other way. I don't need somebody else. I can do it my way. They want it down on their level. That's not God's plan. God said it's going to be on the back of the oxen. But King Ahaz said, you know what? Let's put it down here where everybody can just get to it. Y'all come on in. It's free. Any way you want to choose to do it, you can do it. I told you, there, that man had the opportunity to tell her there ain't but one way to heaven, that's through Jesus Christ. But now they're saying, hey, any way you interpret it, it's going to get you there. I'm sorry, it's still not God's. These oxen were destroyed. And let me tell you this, they're trying to destroy them today. They're trying to destroy the old-timey preachers today. And you know what, and I, I find that we're starting to lose these old-timey preachers more and more. And when we lose an old-timey preacher, you get one of these young ones come in, old smiley-guiley, this is your best day yeah, yet. Everybody's good. Everybody's going to heaven. Just come to church and pay your dues. We're good. We have those. And, and we're getting more and more of them today. They're trying to do away with, they're trying to do away with Christianity. 
They, they want to stamp it out. And, and, and if they can stamp out God's Christianity, if they can stamp out Christ uh, and, and get it in the way they want it, uh, they brought it down the level. They're bringing Christ down to their level now. They want to be higher than God. I, I'm up higher than the water. I'm up higher than that. I don't need Jesus Christ anymore. I can get to heaven on my own. In fact, they believe today there ain't nobody going to hell. Everybody's going to heaven. Amen. That's not God's plan. His plan is to yoke up the oxen and dispense the water his way. Can I say this? The oxen is messy. It may be messy, but the job gets done. The job gets done. That old time preacher gets up and preach the word of God and hellfire and damnation. It may be messy. It may get to you, but it gets the job done. Proverbs 14, 4. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Well, I tell you what, see, this modern day lingo, you want to come over to my crib? It was already biblical in the Old Testament. Where, the oxen are, where there's no oxen, the crib is clean. Y'all come over to my crib. That's what the Bible says. But much increase is by the strength of the oxen. You might keep your crib clean. You may keep your house clean. But you ain't getting much done. You ain't getting much done. It's a messy job. You got to get up. You got to move. It's a messy job. And it's what God is telling us. If your crib is clean, if everything you got around you is clean, then you ain't doing anything for God. You're not doing anything for God's plan is to dispense the way he wants and no other way, no other way. These oxen had a job. They had a duty. They had a function. And can I say tonight that you and I have a job? You and I have a duty. You and I have a function. And that is to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and proclaim it to this world not sitting here quietly, not sitting here still, but moving out, moving out. I think we need to put on the doorway as we walk out. You're getting ready, you're going out, stepping out into the greatest mission field there is, and that's this world. But what are we doing about it? Are we going out proclaiming the name of Jesus? Do you lift him up? Do you hold him up? That's what he said. You're an oxen and I'm an oxen tonight. Your job, your job, my job, my job. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ tonight. Amen.